I'm Austin Lugo. I'm Andrew Harp. This is With Nothing to Say. Let's talk about Mandapi. Before we get into this week's film, next week we're going to be watching Broadcast News. I know nothing about this film, Andrew. Why did you pick this film? It's a really good movie. (laughs) It's it's probably like top five romantic comedy films for me. Wow. Great cast. Great writing. Who's Um, the director? James L. Brooks. Okay. I don't know if I've seen any of... I mean, I know who James L. Brooks is, but I don't think I've seen any of his stuff. He hasn't, he didn't make that many movies. He only made seven films. Is he still alive? He he's still alive. alive. Okay. No, he's still alive. Yeah. Good for him. Um, I mean, he's produced a lot of movies, that's for sure. Oh, he produced Big. Love Big. Yeah. Fucking love Big. Jerry Maguire. Okay. Well, I'm down. I'm excited. Is there anything yeah, I should know going into this movie? No, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just, again, it, it's just a, it, it's just a good kind of sort of, I guess like quotes around the ROM part of rom-com, but yeah, it's like a good kind of, uh, comedy drama film with an amazing cast. Like it really does have an amazing cast. Um, and everyone, like everyone in it is really good. So I don't know. It's just, just, it, it's pretty, you know, pretty cut and dry. Wow. Well, I'm excited. But for this week, we watched Mandabi, and I took notes, which I've never done before. I took, I like recorded notes and then listened back to the notes after it just to try to be more diligent about it because I have a tendency to forget a lot of the film. And I feel like it helped. I had a lot of thoughts and particularly something that I want to talk a lot about is like the use of color in this film and like uh like the use of like blues and greens because like their outfits really cool like they have some really cool costumes Mm -hmm. i mean they look awesome (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. but i don't know i don't remember any of the name of the characters which i feel bad about what's the name of the the father husband the main guy what's his name does it start with an i is it like I don't mention his name a lot, but his name is like okay. um, uh, Ibrahima. Ibrahima. Yeah. Okay. Great name. Great writing, by the way. I mean, I know it's obviously translated from its original language because it was shot and filmed in Dakar, right? Yeah, which is a city in Senegal. That? Okay. <laughs> right. And I think it's interesting that the film opens with sort of uh, the shaving and the haircut, right? Because it's like this thing that sort of brings yeah. sort of all people together, right? No matter like what class you're at, no matter who you are, mm-hmm. you all have to like shave and get a haircut. Like it's something that's sort of at the core of what we all do. Like we can't control <laughs> the fact that uh, we're sort of at our base level, most human in those kinds of moments. And this is very much a film about class structure and sort of these very specific uh, hierarchy that is sort of built 
in this world. And it reminds me a lot of the short story that I just finished, The Pearl by John Steinbeck. It actually is a very similar premise to The Pearl. And so mm. in The Pearl, the yeah. idea is that it's a, it takes place in a small Hispanic community in Mexico. And the whole community, this poor community, basically survives by like fishing for, I don't know, was it oysters that have clams in them? Or oysters that have pearls in them? Or is that clams? Whatever has, right, whatever, oysters, clams, whatever has pearls in them. And so that's what they do. And the protagonist finds like the biggest pearl they've ever found, right? And he's super mm-hmm. excited, but it ends up becoming a curse because of course everyone in this town sort of colludes to like offer him basically nothing for it. And everything he does sort of just makes life worse, which is exactly what happens here, right? At the beginning of the film, he gets this money order for 25,000 francs or something, 25,000 something. I don't know what. It's 25,000 francs. Okay, it is francs, <laughs> which it's always hard to figure out like how much money things are when a film's from the 1960s and it's a different currency, but it's a lot of money <laughs> as far as I can tell. Right, yeah. But for, for no them. matter for in, in, for in, in their yeah. In their situation, I guess. But they're kind of cursed by it, right? They spend the whole film sort of obsessed with it. And it seems like their life just ends up being worse having the money order than if they never got the money mm-hmm. order in the first place. Yeah. I'm assuming that the movie the movie ends like um in a in a way where you don't know what's gonna happen. But I assume that the I assume we have to I feel like we have to assume the worst and that he had to he had to sell his house. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming is the end. Which at the <laughs> beginning they have the house and they're fine with the house and everything. And then by the end of it, you know, in theory is the theory is that he sells his house. He has to get rid of his property. Mm-hmm. Um uh which is uh yeah, I mean like this movie is just like it, it it's like just like a hellish experience. Like I found the whole thing extremely. This movie's great too, because I feel like it 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 it's a movie that operates with um commentary on colonial rule, but it almost operates kind of like in the background. Yeah. Um. You know it it it. It's not like a um, like a heart of darkness type of thing. It's more kind of like, <laughs> it's more kind of like the the idea of money, the idea of a market based uh, society, has now sort of infiltrated regular life um, in Senegal, and even among people who are quote unquote lower class, um, it is sort of imposed this lower class system, and you see when he interacts with people. Um, uh, uh, Ibrahima, he like when he, he uh, uh, when he meets people that are more educated than him or people who uh, know French, you know, knowing French seems to be like a thing that uh, uh, is really important if you want to yeah. reach a higher class. Um, and but what happens is is that like uh, people take advantage of him the fact that he can't read, which is really frustrating to watch. Yeah, there's something incredibly, not only bureaucratic, of course, but almost Kafka-esque in the way he's trying to get his money order, right? He's given basically money. He's basically given 25,000 francs at the beginning of it. But because of the fact that he's 
from this lower class and so he doesn't have things like a identity card or this thing or that thing right he doesn't know what month he's born so we just get this trial it's just of... like every time yeah every time he has to like go to a different thing it's just like oh my god yeah like you can see it coming <laughs> right like yeah like we like i you, it's it's so it's so clear the 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 organization mm -hmm. and of course like on one hand this organization is built to hypothetically protect the community and the communities around it because you don't want people to be stealing money and these sorts of things but it's also built a system where it's impossible for people of lower class to climb up that ladder like because of the fact he cannot read everyone at every single turn takes advantage of him no matter where he goes and i'm so conflicted by our protagonist himself because like on the one hand he seems to do things that seem very generous right and that's sort of like what tears him down and sort of the tragedy of this piece and sort of his fatal flaw is he keeps trying to give away stuff. He offers money to people. He gives away rice and all these different things. And people take advantage of that very thing. And so by the end of the piece, he's sort of bitter about it and, and feels like the world has sort of attacked him and defeated him. <laughs> and no matter what he does, people are going to take advantage of him. And it's just sort of, I don't know. And then on the other hand, you know, he like, beats his wife and stuff. And I, I think the the gender politics of this film is also really fascinating yeah. They, yeah, because totally. sort of all of the dialogue, sort of all of the big actions are men sitting around talking to each other doing this. But in the background, like everything that's actually done in the film, all of the things that keep the house together, that keep the community together, no matter what <laughs> level they're at, is all women. Like women are the yeah. core of this society and they're the, right, they take care of the children, they cook, they clean. I mean, they basically do everything in whatever class structure that they're in. They mm -hmm. kind of control everything and yet they have no power, which is this really interesting dynamic because we see at the beginning of the film, he yells at his wife for letting him sleep and sleeping through prayer. And of course, God and they're Muslim. So this idea of, of the, the Holy Muhammad and... Uh, I love how often they use that phrase, which of course they use whenever uh, people from the Islam religion greet each other, right? Peace be upon you and upon you too. So, yeah, and sort of the swallow linkum, right? The the irony of, of that every time they meet because they say it to people like they're kind of at war with in this certain sense, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 you're kind of like, when you're introduced to like the, the the village and the community there you know I, I like to think that like um you know because everybody is not is struggling everyone is very generous to each other right i'll yeah. pay you later i'll do this for you i'll do that for you and but as soon as like the 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 money order from paris france comes yeah. in Right, it it sort of it sort of acts as almost like this poisoning agent, mm -hmm. and you can take that however way you want, right? It can be a metaphor um, for you know colonialism, mm -hmm. right? Like it, it's and it's funny too. It's like it's money that it was accumulated by a guy who moved from where they are, Dakar. So it's like a village outside of Dakar, to uh, Paris, France, and there's that great scene where um, he's doing the voiceover. Beautiful. um the cousin 
yeah, it's a great moment. Yeah, it's great. And he's like talking about like, you know, I need a job. I need to make money. I can't be poor anymore. I want to like help my family and everything. Um, so here's a bunch of money. Um, you know, please like cash it out. Um, and like, you know, have some for yourself and give it to my family or whatever. Um, you know, it, but all these things, you know, I need a job, you know, I, I need this, I need that. We need this, we need that. It's all predicated on like this, like, uh, um, uh, market-based uh, <laughs> a society that wasn't, I'd like to assume wasn't there before colonial rule, right? right? I think that's like the, I, I think that's kind of a big point of the movie is that like, you know, you know, we, before, you know, maybe people weren't, didn't necessarily have like cars and, and TVs and suits, uh, but they were at least like probably somewhat, you know, in a comfortable position and they trusted one another and they probably were able to, you know, um, yeah, like they just like they were able to trust another each other. But once you but once you start like introducing kind of like this system, this market based capitalistic system and you introduce money into it, money that's not even money from another country. Mm -hmm. um, you, you it's it, it creates distrust it creates um, people coveting each other. Um, it, it just kind of creates um, a a country in which uh, uh, that we live in today, called the United States. You know, <laughs> like, you know. And 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 before I watched this movie, I watched his first movie, Black Girl. Black Girl. And, and Black Girl is a really good movie. I liked it a lot. And what happens is that she's like a caretaker in Dakar for this French family. And right. then she ends up moving to France with the family. But w w as soon as they move to France, the parents, like her, her bosses, the two, the, the married couple, uh, they suddenly become really mean. They become way more mean than they were before in Senegal. And mm. she kind of like, there's a lot of like voiceover talking about how like the country, like what the hell is going on here, you know? And I think this and i i think like with mendabi it's say it's saying that like the same could happen to senegal like it has happened in france yeah absolutely i mean you see sort of the way this town functions and even though this sound out, outside of T dakar isn't in the best of conditions they have to get their own water and water of course is also sort of a big thing here because they don't have running water in this community so a lot of their time is spent going and fetching water and doing these sorts of things. And like people will go and, and sell water from place to place. Mm -hmm. So they don't have to yeah. go and get it themselves. And sort of the, the way that their life is, is surrounded by sort of the more basic functions of life and for better or worse. I mean, they're happy. They're alive. He's got many wives and children and life yeah, isn't perfect, but he, he's existing and he's not, you know, necessarily happy or sad. He just like he, he's okay with the world. But the moment that twenty five thousand money order in, which I think is intriguing too, that he is the last one in the town to know about the money that's given to him. Because of right. course, yeah, the central nervous so system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the central nervous system of this community and all of these communities is the women, right? We talk about them being sort of the the core uh, of this community, and so the way that they kind of talk to each other and how suddenly everyone's quote unquote generous to him. They start lending him all of this stuff yeah. because they're expecting sort of the the payback in the future. It's it's like that idea of when you win the lottery 
and suddenly yeah, yeah. Like, and everyone's like everyone yeah. comes out of the woodwork it, it's everyone's the same like, wow yeah right. and that's exactly what you see is like people creating the illusion of kindness and i think it's interesting that even though we're mostly from his perspective we still see sort of their comments outside of that right that we can see what they're doing uh not only sort of in the maliciousness of mm -hmm. it and the fact that he I don't know if he's unwilling to see their maliciousness or it's just going over his head or what it is, or like his genuine belief in the goodness of mankind and humans. And we see that a lot, even though he does some questionable things, particularly, you know, beating his wife isn't great, but it's I'm, I'm okay, like I'm it's, okay. It's pro that. I'm okay with that. I, I'm okay with these things just because like it, 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 it he, he's an imperfect kind of like slovenly guy, right? Like you yeah. kind of like, like when he's like eating at the beginning and he's like being very um what's the <laughs> that word that food looks delicious uh, by the way he, he's like he he's like kind of gluttonous a little bit um yeah. um yeah it's just like it's he's just like yeah he's like kind of like a, an imperfect kind of yeah he's like a very imperfect just kind of like just whatever guy so like which to me shows how you know, effective the movie is because you still really feel bad when he's not able to get what he wants. Yeah. Yeah, I do think that's intriguing is he feels very human in the sense that he does things that maybe we don't want to celebrate. He's not this perfect man. I mean, he's problematic and in a lot of different ways. He's a product of this environment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so he's sort of doomed to his own fatal flaws and we see that throughout the entire film is like everything he does like you know like it's not gonna work and and i think it's, that's yeah, what's so trying is like there's part of you it's like we, we know that this isn't gonna work like no matter what he does and he just keeps right working his way sort of through this bureaucratic maze of first going to this place and then that place and another place yeah. and then eventually so right yes he, he and it's i so I think hellish it's Truly. And, and I think it's interesting how the wealthier class, they almost, and I talked earlier about costumes, and I think costumes is very important in this piece, is you notice that all of the wealthier classes, they're all wearing suits, typically. They're wearing suits, yeah. Like they're French always wearing, people. like, yeah, grays, blacks, like very muted colors. And yet uh, the community that our protagonist is from, they're all wearing these vibrant blues and reds and greens. and yeah, like sort traditional of like, African garb. Exactly. And it's sort of like how the colonization has sort of seeped their culture out of yeah. them and sort of drained it from them. And these things that they once celebrated, you know, for hundreds, thousands of years and and um, and not only celebrated, but like this idea of like all of them that makes them them. Right. They kind of have to bury away. They have to hide it. They have to hide it under this these muted grays and blacks but instead like, of expressing it. Yeah. But all these people, like, except for maybe his, like, um, cousin that he meets at his house um, yeah. or, like, nephew, his, like, family member nephew. who's, like, reading with, like, his kid. Um, yeah. That guy, that guy, of course, is really nice. He gives him money. But pretty much everybody else who wears a suit in the movie are, like, evil and, like, kind of vindictive and, like, um, like uh, they, like, steal and they, like, lie and make and, like, uh, take advantage of him. And... I think the movie is like kind of like an indictment a little bit. It's we it's funny. It's kind of an indictment on like um like I guess like um 
education in the in the kind of like um western like western imperialism and education i guess mm-hmm. you could say right like because like the guys in the suits you know they're businessmen you know what i mean they like you know there's they they know french mm-hmm. right which um is powerful and i think like it is true that like education is power and that is it's like the most important thing in the world um but in this movie and Simbeni himself is an educated guy right like if you look at his biography he wrote tons of novels he made yeah. a bunch of movies he was a political left-wing activist he was very 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 um committed to um the project of post-colonial africa and telling the stories and stuff like that and of course obviously he is he believes that like education and the creation of things like movies and books are important to you know the benefit of everyone but he's also i think in the movie at the same time trying to say that like however um because uh people are educated kind of like i guess like in this kind of uh, market-based uh society which france is mm-hmm. um which has you know which colonized senegal for a long time um they're like kind of they're, they're they're like not they're, they're they end up being bad people right like they take advantage of people for money and they think that money is the most important thing or land and property is the most important thing um they're unconcerned with like religion like i guess they're un- you could say they're unconcerned with their quote-unquote souls right yeah um they're, they're completely cynical and i think you made a good point earlier which i want to bring up again when it comes to sort of the way these people are interacting with the people of the different classes is sort of this idea of being a a product of their situation and sort of how whenever we go to any uh, bureaucratic room and we meet these bureaucratic people and they're like, I'm just doing my job, right? I'm just here. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. trying to make a living like everyone else. Yeah. And you can't help but be reminded of sort of the the Nazi Germany mentality of, right? So many people that were I guess, part of yeah. the Nazi Again, party. Well, that's it's, maybe a little... I mean, it's not obviously to the extreme extent, but it's the same idea, right? We're just a product of this. Like, we're just trying to get through the day, just like everyone else is here. And obviously, they're not enacting the horror or the terror that they're still doing, right? They're still perpetuating the same cycle of which, like, the people, the bureaucrats, like, even though they're sort of evil in their own way, they're also sort of products of a world that's that's higher up than them, and they're just trying to get through. Like, that moment where he's... He goes to his birth certificate, I think, or he's showing his birth certificate, and they're yeah. asking him like what month he is. Like before, when he walks up there, like they're having that conversation. Like they're worried about like how they're gonna make a living too. Like they have the exact yeah. Same that guy, the, the front desk guy, is like is like upset, and like so <laughs> he and so because so because he's getting ripped off too, which is mm-hmm. like the point of it's it's the point of the entire. This is the point of the entire, like market-based capitalist system is to rip off people um for your own benefit that's pretty much like it like that's <laughs> kind of like how it works that really you know it is you know whether that be one person or a whole country um and yeah like the guy's being ripped off he's upset and when ibrahima is trying to get some help you know the guy is just like i don't care like i really don't care like i'm not you know i really i really don't care if you need help uh i don't you know and, and and I don't I guess I don't blame him for feeling bad 
mm-hmm. but again it's just kind of like you know it's just like the, the, these bad vibes you know they like transfer from one person to <laughs> another um and then everybody doesn't you know just and only like a couple people you know uh, are able to come out on top yeah absolutely. i mean it's the whole idea of how he thinks a, a community should be built is if you build a community upon the idea that one person is better than another person, or if you build it upon some sort of hierarchy, like you're only going to create chaos and confusion and destruction because everyone, it's the idea of like you put all those was the crabs or whatever, you put them in a bucket and then they can never get out because they're always pulling each other down, even though they, they all have the capability of getting out there. It's the same idea where like this community and any community can truly only function if they're sort of there to support each other. And the very fact that even if like you're not necessarily out to hurt someone, the very fact that you're not supporting your community, then you are part of the problem that eventually will re- lead to the destruction of, of everyone involved. Because it's not just at the end of the day, right? It's not just him and his family that's ruined. Like when they buy that house, because it's clear what's happening, right? This um, These wealthier people are buying, which is, I mean, it's, it happens in Reno. It happens in Louisville. Yeah, it happens a, in the United States all the time. It's, it's, yeah. it's a gentrification, right? It's where the wealthy come to these poor towns, and yeah. then they they buy these houses. Which I mean, they literally have that conversation, right? The, those two men in the car. They're like, "We're gonna buy it for way less than it's worth," because yeah. they have no option here. Like, it's that or they starve to death, they die. And we still see that. I mean, in our communities today, where we go to these um, right these poor communities and we offer them you know, a, a sum of money for, for their home, which is well, you know, under what it's worth, but because they're in the situation that they're in, particularly yeah. in, in this situation, like they can take advantage of that and basically destroy these entire communities. Yeah. And it's also a problem that in this case with the movie, it's also a problem that transcends like race and skin color, right? Like, yeah. Right. Cause like basically everybody, there are no white people in the movie except like in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like everybody that is gunning for his property or is trying to rip him off or is, you know, um, you know, they're all just, they're all Senegalese people, you know, Senegalese people. And, um, so, you know, uh, it's, 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 it doesn't have to necessarily do, um, you know, it, it's just, I think to, once again, to make the point that like, you know, this class like uh, stratification uh, can happen like anywhere um, among any, you know, it can erode solidarity so much, right? Like, and as soon as people have money, you know, uh, they, they, they forget, you know, about um, uh, their solidarity with each other as countrymen or as Muslims or however, you know, whatever group it is. Yeah. And <laughs> so I, I'm currently reading Capital Part Two, which it plays into this just in the sense that, so, in in the first volume of Capital, his idea is that we should all be a bunch of like independent artists and we sell our work. You know, the the producers of our own means of labor, blah 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 blah. But in the second volume, his suggestion is that an economy, like a, a proper economy, like that isn't built off of this capitalistic capitalistic idealism, is a circuit. In which basically money need, neither needs to be created or destroyed because it's basically just it's basically just this middleman that goes from one person to another. And the problem is is that in a capitalist society, because you have to 
right, right? There has to be a gap between what the person under you makes and what you make, right? There has to be that sort of break in the circuit. And that's what you're seeing here is like, if in the beginning of the film, there sort of is that circuit where they all are sharing food and water and rice and all these different things. And then once sort of the break in the circuit, because that money's sort of pushed into their local economy, then suddenly the whole circuit breaks and everyone's sort of um, preying upon each other. And I'm, I'm thinking right now of that moment where the wife buys that new bra right yeah uh or like a yeah. Euro, it's like a european invention right mm -hmm. like that ha like that's what a bra is right like it yeah. has to like i'm pretty sure that is like a western like thing mm -hmm. like do people necessarily need bras you know like i <laughs> guess they do it's probably more comfortable i'm not a you know i'm not a speaking as two men <laughs> i'm just saying like it is like a right. Western like invention. It is. Absolutely. And and again, but and again, you know, but you know, another scene I'm thinking of too. Um, um sorry, I'm thinking. Um <laughs> uh yeah, no, it, it's it's uh I forgot about the scene, but I'm just saying like like my point is is that like as soon as you <laughs> as soon as you uh have a bunch of money all of a sudden or you think you're going to have a bunch of money you know all of a sudden you probably start shopping a little bit more looking for more yeah. nice things and things like that um even though the thing that she's buying a bra you know uh, uh, you know it's probably it would probably would be nice to have one but mm -hmm. i i guess do you necessarily need to have one i, I don't know it i guess it depends on your perspective and um but yeah no i agree like that's a good scene because it's like it 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 just kind of like and again like in that same scene too right like everybody i think they talk about either in that scene or another scene they talk about how like everybody just is visiting them now right yeah, like, yeah everyone yep, is yep. like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're all seeking their own fortune at this moment and i think it's interesting because he's also playing on this idea of like no matter how much money you have and this is i don't know what about i don't know if it's like a cultural thing or if it's just a human thing but like it's as if the more money you make the more money you spend of course <laughs> right yeah as well as like if... well there's those stories of people in the united states of regular people that get like lottery they win the lottery right. and then they lose all their money and they're penniless <laughs> it's like it's just like it's just like you can't help you you're just and, I, and you and i are probably thinking that story and you're just like what like how like, how is that possible? <laughs> I think it's just like, I think because we live like in the market-based society that we do, again, as soon as you get a lot of money, all of a sudden, nice things, you know, that you used to covet, like suddenly become available. And I think, again, like maybe salesmen start to um, bother you more often about things mm -hmm. and investments too. Like people like probably bother you more often now about investments and things like that. I just think that like, again, the the that's the point the point is to take advantage of people yeah it, it's this inescapable terror which we think especially in america in a capitalist based society okay once we have this amount of money once we have this thing then we'll be safe then we'll be okay then yeah. we don't have to worry about it but as you climb up the but everybody ladder, else feel, everybody feels that way too everybody else <laughs> exactly. feels the same exact way 
and it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter how far up that ladder you climb, you never feel safe. Like there's something incredibly human and instinctual about that need of like wanting to feel safe yeah. and how we utilize capital and, and finances and money as sort of our modern day you know, protection. Like that's how we protect yeah. ourselves from the world. So we always want more of it. And yet the more that we get, the more that we spend. And now we're always in this perpetual state. And that's has to, how it has to be, right? It, because mm-hmm. that's the only way a capitalist economy works is like the more money you make, the more money you have to spend. Because if you don't do it, then the money's no longer in the economy. <laughs> and then everyone loses. So it it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. And again, Sabene, like Sabene is like, he's super... Um, Part of me almost kind of wishes too we would have watched and discussed Black Girl because Black Girl is interesting because what he does in that movie. And I don't know, mm-hmm. Mandabi doesn't really do this. I think Mandabi is like more a style of his own. But in Black Girl, what he does is that he kind of, um, he sort of like in a way copies the um, French New Wave style into the That's movie. That's interesting. So, it's got, so like in its editing, in its black and white photography, in yeah. I would say the voiceover, maybe the writing to an extent. And so he's kind of like using the French tools to <laughs> indict uh, the country um, itself yeah. and its racism, its greed, its its sicknesses like alcoholism, um, you know, um, sl- being uh, slothliness. Um, mm-hmm. um, so it's really interesting. And Mandapi, he doesn't really. I was expecting him to do a little bit more of that. I don't think it's like a very French new wave. So. Black Girl, I guess, is even more interesting because uh, he was probably being extremely like precise in what he wanted to do and how that movie looked and feel. Mindabi feels a little bit more of his own kind of thing going on, which I like. Um, yeah. And of course, it's in color and it's very bright and nice, um, which I do like a lot too. So, you know, he, again, Mindabi to me is in the background even though they don't really like talk about it at all in the movie to me it feels kind of like intertextually an indictment of the country france Very much. and how like and how just like you know a, a situation like um and like what happens to uh ibrahima in the movie probably happens again and again and again in france is what i think mm-hmm. he's trying to say yeah and and for some reason, I couldn't get this thought out of my mind, but every time they go to the city, I couldn't help but think of films like Playtime. You know, this idea of yeah. sort of uh, the monochrome, everything's sort of similar. It's weird, like, the way that, like, the gentrification is we build these giant office buildings that all look exactly uh, roads. the same. <laughs> roads, roads right? and cars. Like car infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And then you compare, right, because they do a lot of uh, juxtapositions where they'll jump back and forth between, like, the small village and the, yeah, the city a, of Dakar. And from the, you know, you from the Sabendi yeah. movies that I've seen, he does that. I think he's okay. interested in that. So I think you <laughs> nailed it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's like... I think, yeah, like, it, to him, I think, like, the downtown mm-hmm. of the, 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 down, the city of downtown, like, downtown Dakar, which... You know, probably, you know, there are French people there, right? There are white people there. Sure. Um, I think he sees it as kind of like the, like a heart of darkness type of thing, right? Like, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, like it, like, like the, 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 it, the, 
the the foibles and the the problems with money and capital and this stuff is sort of like happening in downtown Dakar and it's reverberating out to the villages. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and as you're saying, it's sort of almost like this infection that's yeah. slowly spreading its way outward until eventually it'll overtake the whole country, which is his fear, is that slowly and surely it's just going to consume everyone and everything, not only in, in this small community, but his entire culture. And we we talked before sort of this idea of uh, religion, of, of soul, right? He's constantly sure. praying uh, to, to Muhammad. They do their five prayers a day, and he talks a lot about that. And sort of this idea of something you know outside of ourselves, you know, whether it's Muhammad or Jesus or Abraham or whoever, right? This idea of of having something that's bigger than you, and once you sort of lose yeah. that thing, that <laughs> right. that religion, whatever it is, you lose yeah. your God, um, which is kind of like they sold their soul. Right. It's like it's like giving giving is ultimately the right thing to do. If given mm-hmm. if given the choice between giving and not giving, obviously, if you're deeply worried about your soul and about going to heaven. Obviously, you probably want to give if you are given the chance. But you're right. Like, as soon as people start questioning whether or not that they should give to people out of a fear of like not having enough, you know, not having like, um, because the idea is like, I might not, I'm, I'm giving to someone, but I can always rely on someone else if I need something as well. Right. And so, and that, and with the, but with the injection of kind of, like money of all this money and everything it it sort of ruins that right because everybody is now worried about themselves and how much money they have compared to someone else and you know like everybody's gets to be like paranoid and they covet each other um and yeah and so that of course like you know affects their religion right and then all of a sudden they're all of a sudden like they're 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 not worried about like uh giving and sort of that probably leads to things like alcoholism right like you become depressed that you're not uh following um uh the Quran or however you know uh it, you're not following the Quran the way that you feel like you ought to be and i think people become depressed that way so yeah it all it all just kind of like is like a domino effect really i don't know if i have <laughs> any other grand thoughts on this piece in particular do you? I mean, it's great. It is great. I, I, it's, a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a really, really good movie. Um, yeah, you know, it. Uh, you know, it. Uh, uh, I'm glad we watched it just because, like, um, over Black Earl, I think ultimately just because, like, um, I think it's a little bit more subtle than Black Earl. Uh, so I think it's right. I think there's a lot going on in terms of discussion. Black Earl is a very like striking movie. It's it doesn't. It, it it uh it doesn't um uh it kind of ends the same way as Mandabi where like like it kind of it's sort it like Simbene I think is interested in like what happens once everything kind of falls apart sort of where he's like once everything falls apart when like you know your religion isn't enough when you know your family isn't enough when your neighbors aren't enough like when everything is just sort of fall apart what happens you know and ultimately i think it just leads to kind of self-destruction whether it be 
um, selling your property, you know, your uh, shelter, um, uh, um, the loss of your relationships, the, um, uh, um, or just straight up suicide, you know, like, I think like, uh, he, he's interested in how, um, you know, the anxieties of kind of like the French of like the, the, the capitalistic, uh, market-based Western French society, um, is an infection and it is, uh, going to ruin the country. Um, and, uh, and, uh, as it had, and it sort of, right. And it sort of already has, right. Like through colonialism and through, you know, uh, the extraction of everybody and their, and its resources and, 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 and just everything, you know, but even, even once France leaves, right. Like even once France isn't even a part of it, I think Sambani is trying to say that like the, that, um, that its uh, effects um, have are now um, and its anxieties have now proliferated in other ways in the country. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just going to wrap up with some final thoughts on this piece. Just go over a bit of everything we talked about and cover everything that I'm I'm thinking at the moment. Which, first of all, incredibly well written and thoughtful, extremely intriguing piece of story and exploration of what it means to be conquered or colonized and sort of the not only destruction that comes from colonization, but even after that colonization leaves sort of the decolonization of this country, how it's infected, as you were saying, this culture and these people and how it'll slowly continue to infect the, the community and the culture and in the entire country eventually and sort of how there's no real stopping it like it's just going to happen no matter what we do and there's just perpetual march uh, of capitalism and sort of this violence and terror and hierarchy that is built off of it and a great use of, of costumes and beautiful cinematography great direction really just an incredible piece all around so i'm gonna end this with a very strong eight out of 10. Yeah. I mean, I don't have much to say about it either. You know, eight out of 10 for me as well. Obviously it's a great movie. It's an experience. It's a great movie and I loved it. It's not really an experience. I'm looking forward to like having again, anytime soon. Cause it is like a very like anxiety inducing mm -hmm. movie. Like it's not like super fun, you know, like you, you, it, you, when you're watching it, you're just like, man, it's not going to turn out well. And it doesn't. Again, again, and again, it doesn't turn <laughs> it does. out well. So it's not really like a, a movie that I'm like excited. Uh, it's not really a movie I'm going to return to anytime soon, really. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad movie. It's just that it's an it's just it's just a an effectively um, frustrating experience, um, which is great in its own sense. And uh, yeah, you know, it's just a great, great African movie. And uh, yeah, eight out of 10. All right, y'all. You can find everything I do at Austin Lugo. Um, I'm on Letterboxd at Retro Andrew, R E T R Zero Andrew. And you can find this podcast wherever your podcast. You guys can find us Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at With Nothing to Say. And thank you all for listening.